At the foot of the mountain, and following the line of its base, ran the highway. Here, the royal mail, the grocery truck, the butcher, and the tourist who had lost his way made his daily or weekly or chance trip down the neck to the sea and back again. But there was another road, a road less direct, filled with convenient curves, the old post road. This was the road the first settlers had built in the wilderness. They had come by sea, many of them, and made their little clearings near the shore. Gradually, they had extended their clearings inland, and in time, and with tremendous effort, they had threaded their holdings together on a narrow, uncertain road through the spruce forest. With a new highway, generations later, had come new houses, away from the shore and more sheltered. Only cellar holes remained to mark the earlier homes. This old post road was a joy to Greta. A part of it ran through her father's land. Even though it had fallen so low as to serve as a mere lane to the pastures, there was something grand and romantic about it still. Years of spring freshets had washed away the dirt. The stones were bare that had formed its foundation. To follow it was like walking in the bed of a dry mountain stream. Greta knew every stone, every curve of it for miles, up over the high pastures and then down again toward the sea. This was the road her forefathers had traveled. Surely, she thought, it must lead somewhere worth going. And then there was the day when old Rosie was particularly stubborn. Greta? Greta? Her mother called her from play. Rosie isn't at the bars with the other cows. Your father's had a hard day getting in the hay. You'd best go and look for her before he does. You'll probably meet her on the way. You'll not need to go far. Greta started willingly enough. She had heard the foghorn blowing at Tollerton, down in the passage, and she knew there was fog on the way. Want me to go along? One of the boys asked. You better not, Hazen. I may be late. She thanked him hastily and hurried away. To be caught in the fog and with the best excuse in the world was something too precious to share. She found Rosie far off the old road and down at the cove. Rosie looked anything but guilty. Greta laughed. You darling, she said to her. I think you stayed down here on purpose so I could drive you home in the fog. But that's not fair, you know, because father would have had to come if mother hadn't noticed. She hurried Rosie across the stones of the shore and up through the thick spruce trees to the clearing beyond. The fog was closing in rapidly. You didn't notice it in the woods, but out in the open, it was already thick. Even Rosie began to look soft and furry and indistinct, like an imaginary cow that you tried to see in the clouds. It was just as they turned out of the path to the cove and into the old road that Greta happened to look off to the south. Rosie, wait! she called sharply. She caught her breath and stared. If only stupid old Rosie could see it, too. Surely there was the outline of a building. It was blurred and indistinct, but those straight upright lines, that steep angle. No spruces could look that way. Greta's heart almost stopped beating, but she had no silly feeling of fear. Fog had always seemed to her like the magic spell in the old fairy tales, a spell that caught you up and kept you as safe 
once you were inside it, as you would have been within a soap bubble. But this was stranger than anything she had ever seen before. Here was a house, a house where no house stood. Indistinct though it was, she could follow every line of it. A high, sharp roof, a peaked gable, a little lean-to at the side. It was all there. Just such a house as those she saw every day in the village. So this, she said to herself, this is what can happen to you in a fog. I always knew that there must be something hidden. It was the most exciting thing that had ever happened to her in her whole life. Rosie, far ahead, was mooing at the pasture bars, and Greta tore herself away to follow. Once inside the barn, she wished that she had stayed and gone closer. She stood in the barn doorway, looking out across the yard. The fog was dense and gray. It blanketed the yard and made the house across the intervening feet as dim as that other one had been.